from the KISS 92.5 studios in Toronto, Canada. Are you this is Roz yes. and Mocha. Yeah. It's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey guys, this is Bruno Mars. This is Selena Gomez. The Chainsmokers. Lady Gaga. Calvin Harris. Celestia Cara. You're listening to my boys Roz and Mocha. Roz and Mocha. My boys Roz and Mocha. The Roz and Mocha Show. Uh, between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. Mocha. Roz. Mocha. Roz. You guys are so funny, man. Congratulations, Lisa! Wow! You just won $1,000. That is amazing. Y'all just made my entire morning. Keep it up. You guys are awesome, man. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Roz and Mocha's DM Deep Dive. Our DM is where all the weird lives. DM Deep Dive time. Love this part of the show. Yes, we do. Uh, Deepa, what do we have in the DMs today? What are people asking? What do they want to know? Uh, this first question is very interesting. Sarah wrote it and said, who is the worst person you have ever interviewed? Mm. Oh, Lou Ferrigno. Oh, you... <laughs> You were ready with that yeah, answer. Yeah, Mocha. Owen still stings. You know, it's funny. I just talked about that Lou Ferrigno story with somebody like two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What happened? Lou Ferrigno, the original Incredible Hulk, came to the Raza Mocha show mm-hmm. to promote one of these. He was at a convention. He was doing a big signing, right? And this is the, during the time when signings, the stories were starting to come out that uh, when you go to these conventions, these people that you're meeting, the famous people are charging you now mm-hmm. for getting stuff autographed. So we gave Lou Ferrigno, the Incredible Hulk, all this time on the show to promote the event, promote his signing. Mm-hmm. At the end of the interview, I walked out into the hallway with Mr. Lou Ferrigno with the Incredible Hulk DVD in my hand and said, do you mind signing this for me? And he flat out said no. Oh, my <laughs> yeah. God. Not yeah. for free. Not for free. <laughs> After did... we gave him all this time on the show promoting yeah. the event. So how <laughs> did you pay? react to that? Like, what do you, <laughs> nothing, what do you nothing, say? Nothing. I was, was like, like, okay, okay cool. Yeah. And then walked back into the studio. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. F it was you, a, Lou Ferrigno. Oh, my God. Wild. Yeah. And they, that rarely happens. Mm-hmm. Like, that is so rare that that happens. Now, yes. Roz. Being a person who has uh, spent, you know, 17, 20, 20 years, sorry. 17 on ET and then we had three before that on other shows, yeah. But the amount of people that you've interviewed. Thousands. Yeah. Can, is, is there one that sticks out in your mind that is the absolute worst? Um, Geez, is there? That's a tough question because worst is like worst what like sort of like was it the worst interview where they didn't want to say anything and no, it was like maybe pulling they were, teeth they were like because i hate those as much yeah. as i hate somebody who's a jerk maybe somebody who's right? a jerk let's go down that um road. yeah i mean god i don't like to crap all over people but i i have said oh yeah for, me neither um uh <laughs> like people that i just did not get along with and i got bad vibes from them and i was like this is not a nice person um, and I've always felt that way. And then over the years, other people have confirmed that I'm not the only one to feel that way. Mm. But I would think it really close to the top of that list is Adam Levine. Oh, really? Oh, Mr. Maroon 5. Yeah. Yeah. Just an a-hole. Oh. Wow. Like, just not, not, like, just everything, like, the room, the vibe is bad. Do you think, is it like, because everything he thinks is, he's all that? I don't know. Like I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what it was. Sometimes, you know, when you're you're just you're just you're just a jerk. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Right. I was in a room one time where the producer I was with, uh, Demi Lovato, 
uh, walked in the room and uh, she had her little dog in her hand and like this tiny little dog and like the producer I was with. And this, there's not a lot of people in the room. There's like maybe four people in the room. And the producer I was with just like reached over to just like like pet the dog. And she was like, don't touch my oh, dog. Oh, <laughs> oh really? Yeah. And, we, and at first and we <laughs> laughed. Yeah. Right. Because I'm like, that's hysterical for it's somebody to say, don't touch my dog. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. what dog doesn't want to be touched? Right. Yeah. <laughs> but no. <Apparently> hers. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Don't touch my dog. So yeah. that was the interview afterwards like kind of awkward? Yeah, because there's a weird vibe in yeah, the room? yeah, because Demi Lovato. I'm trying to think of what it was. There was a song on. There was a lot of that album, and I'm trying to recall. There was a lot of that album that was about her dad, and I think like her relationship that she had with her father and stuff like this. And I started asking questions about that, and she refused to answer anything because she didn't want to talk about it. And I was like, but literally, it's your whole album, <laughs> and it was just really weird. Like it was a really weird vibe. I, listen, I and I've had other interviews with Demi Lovato in the past that sure. have gone brilliantly. Yeah. Um. But no, so I'm not. I'm not putting Demi Lovato on that list with Adam Levine, two completely different people. That was just another situation. Uh, but yeah, Adam Levine was the, the one that gave me the, the sort of worst vibes. Mm. Like, it's just not... not. And uh, sometimes you never know, like, uh, the person that you're talking to, they could you have... You want to get along with them. You want to, but yeah. they could be having an off day, or maybe they just don't no. vibe with you. Yeah. But in your Adam Levine scenario, yeah. you're not the only person yeah. that he's acted that way yeah. with. Mar- Marissa Tomei was another one that was really interesting. Oh, I enjoyed talking to her. I love yeah. her! Yeah, she was another one. Yeah. Yeah. She yeah. had a, a good time with you, right, Maury? Oh, fantastic. Yeah. yeah. She's Mine for this not, was going to be uh, Carol Channing. Carol Channing. First of all, Maury, you have I to tell people who, who the hell a Carol yeah. Channing she's, is. She's no longer with us, but she sang Diamonds Are a Girl's Best Friend. Oh. And it was awkward from the get-go because her publicist sent me up to her hotel room. Mm-hmm. It was just like, it's room 1906. Just go up there and you could do the interview. So I go into the room and I sit down and I wait for her. She comes into the room and she starts screaming at me going, who are you and why are you in my oh, room? Oh, she thought, she thought you were a, a, like a an intruder. assaulter. Nobody an told her that oh. I was... That's not her oh, fault, though. Yeah. yeah, you just walk into the lady's room. Uh, Deepa, you've been doing this a What's little bit. What's her name? Sorry, I got to look. Carol Channing. Carol Channing. Who's? Do you have a list, Deepa? And I hate doing these lists because it's all anybody really wants oh, to know. Geez. But what the hell, we're talking about. I have. Now. I have one, uh, and this one stuck with me because it was my first big interview ever. Like I went out to LA to interview Becky G. Um, Who in the hell is a Becky G? <laughs> Becky G, she's like a Latina artist. Yeah, she's in she Power was in Rangers. Power Rangers. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, the she Power sang Rangers that song, movie. Singing in the Shower. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, so <laughs> I was, it was my first big interview and I was really nervous. And First interview. First interview. Yeah, not big interview. And, and I'm sitting across from her and like everything, the cameras are getting set up and I have like 60 questions to go through with her. 60? Yeah, she was headlining this concert. It, it was a big okay, thing. So okay. um, I tell her before we like start, I was like, hey, like while we're doing the interview, if I break eye contact with you while you're answering a question, I'm not ignoring you. I'm just reading the next uh, couple questions. And then she leans in. Me. Yeah, and she's like, "I'll try not to intimidate you," and then lean back out. And then the interview started like twenty seconds after that, and I was so shook because I didn't know what that meant. But and was she joking? Took- no. Oh. <laughs> she. I- I, this was again, I think, very early in her career. So I, I would think that you know, as time progressed, 
um, attitudes have changed. But you, yeah, you, it you was think a, that the more famous she got, she got nicer? I would hope so. <laughs> Come on, Deepa. I hope it's a one-off situation. So yes. All right. So Becky G and Carol Channing. <laughs> <laughs> Two There's people a great tour. <laughs> most people who are listening to the show have to go on Google. You're gonna need time, y'all. Uh, thank you for all of your DMs. Unfortunately, that was the only one that we could get through. Um. We're gonna do the DM deep dive again tomorrow, though. So uh, keep reaching out and keep submitting because we talk about them every day. Roz and Mocha's DM deep dive. It's always fun to get into the uh, DMs that everybody sends. Uh, Deepa, what do we have in the DMs today? What do people want to know? All righty. Jason wrote in and asked, what does your perfect weekend look like? Oh, that's easy. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Shem, go ahead if it's that easy. Uh, for me, I... I love being home on Fridays, Friday nights specifically. I love okay. being able to just eat a bunch of really bad food mm. and watch Dateline NBC. But alone? <laughs> alone is your alone. ideal? Alone is your alone. ideal. Alone. I don't okay. want anybody there with me. Okay. And then Saturday, um, maybe go out. But if not, totally fine and stay in bed and uh, binge watch an entire Netflix series. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's the perfect weekend. Okay, so Shem's answer is nothing. <laughs> Which I respect. I respect. Uh, Deepa, your ultimate uh, ultimate weekend. I, I was also going to say something along the lines of what Shem said, but I would add cuddling with my cat in there. Okay. Just like on the couch with Tubby. My husband's there too. Somewhere <laughs> or like close? <laughs> or just- <laughs> like- like, are you all cuddling together, or does he watch you cuddle the cat? Like together. Sorry, that's what I meant. Like together. You no, know, that's separate. but they, I don't think that they. Yeah. Okay. So set, set this up. What does the couch look like? What's the dynamic on the couch then? So, um, me cuddling Tubby. Where? 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 At the where? corner. In the corner. In the corner. Yes. So me with Tubby. Yes. Scratching Tubby, doing whatever. Yes. And then. The wall beside me. <laughs> like in the other corner of the couch? No, no, in the, in the middle. In the middle? In the middle. He and sits then... in the middle when there's only two of you? <laughs> well, I mean, if I'm all the way at one end, he kind of has to, right? Like if Not we cool, all want to collectively Come on. cuddle and Come cuddle. on. No self-respecting married man does the middle of the couch. All right. It's, it's how we get close. <laughs> wow. Okay, wow. but what is he allowed to rub the cat too or no? Of course. He is. Of course. But you are the chief rubber. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay, uh, damn it, Maury. We know you sleep until 4 p.m. on Saturday. So what's left? But my favorite, <laughs> my favorite is a Sunday morning if Matthew and I haven't argued the night before, yeah. and we wake up at, in, at noon and have Sunday hug okay. and make uh, baked beans, eggs, and turkey bacon. All right. Sunday hug. Okay. You know what? Just be, I have to say this right now, okay? Just because I don't want our show to sound lame ass, and I know that Mocha's not here today. Baked beans. Okay, I'm gonna go ahead and say it, which is making love. Okay, sex. Right? Oh, 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 Shem! Now, Shem, you said alone three times when you described your, your favorite Friday and Saturday. Oh, okay. I didn't say what I did on Sundays. Sundays is for just a Lord's Day. Uh, uh, amen. Oh. <laughs> okay. okay. What else? Name about Sunday hug. What else have we got, Deepa? Okay. Um. Uh, Marielle wrote in and said, uh-huh. can everyone please share their favorite joke? <laughs> their, Maury's marriage is right up there. Oh, oh my oh. God. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you don't have to come to me. You know what's funny, though? You know what's funny is I had that one for weeks, too. Oh just waiting for the perfect opportunity. <laughs> I wrote that one at a stoplight about two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
we out of time? Are we out of time? Oh, I think we're out of time. Yeah. No Wait, more. Oh, okay. We're what, 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 was, on that note? what was the question? Yes. What was the question? Can everyone share their favorite joke? Um, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Does anybody have a favorite joke? What's your favorite joke, Deepa? Um, mine is what's brown and sticky? What? Oh. A stick. <laughs> okay, that's a great joke. That's a great kid yeah, joke. Yeah. Uh, Damn it, Maury, your favorite yeah. joke. All right, what's the best thing about Switzerland? What? I don't know, but the flag is a big plus. Oh. oh. All right, that's a good okay, one. there yeah. we go. Like uh, Shem, do you have a favorite joke? Yeah, they say that during sex, you burn off as many calories as running eight miles. Who the hell runs eight miles in 30 seconds? <laughs> <laughs> That's a great joke. Yeah, that That's a great joke. Yay. All right, there we go. Uh, you know how to get us and uh, reach out to us for the DM Deep Dives if you have something that you would like to know. Roz and Lopez DM Deep Dive. I regret this already. Love getting the DMs from you every single day. We talk about them every single day. Uh, Deepa, what do we have in the DMs today? What do people want to know? All right, Kathy wrote in and wants to know, what is one skill that you don't have but would like to learn? Oh, drumming. Oh, that's a good one. Have you ever tried playing the uh, drums? No. Oh. I've never been in the presence of a drum set. But are you interested in drumming? I love drumming. You do? It's one of the reasons I got into enjoyment of music. Because you like the beats. Yeah. Interesting. Mm. So, but you've never expressed, like you've never once, like what about just getting a, a set of bongos at home? Yeah, I mean, I guess I could. That falls under drums. Oh, Matthew would do. No, but I want like the fake, you know, where you could do that, that <laughs> Phil Collins. Doo, 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 doo. Also, you have no rhythm. Maybe rhythm. <laughs> Instead of, yeah, I think. Yo, you know, it, yeah. for Chris, I'm going to buy you a drum set. So am I. I'm going to have it delivered to the condo. I, you know what, for me, that is the that is the kind of troll that I would be yeah. into. I would oh spend, God. like, I'll give you, I'll write down a budget for you right now, Mocha. I'm going oh, no. halfway. <laughs> Wait, are I you guys actually going to do this? Oh, hell yeah. Uh, I told my kid the other day, I bought. I wanted to buy family overalls the other day, yeah. right? Because I got a pair that I really liked, like in a, this pattern kind of thing. And I got a pair for Catherine, and she loved them. And then I got a pair for Roxy, and she hated them. But she told me that she loved them. And I was just like, hey, listen, at least once a month, we're going to have to put the family overalls on and do something as a family in our overalls. And then she was like, okay, cool, no problem. Then she went and told Catherine, and she was like, you know, I really don't like the overalls at all. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, yeah. And then I got pissed. and, and uh, <laughs> I got, I got, yeah, I got, I got pissed. Because the poor girl told then, her mother that yes, she doesn't like something. Yes, because you can do that for your father, okay? Oh Once a month you can do that for your father. And, and then she wanted to get rid of them. And I told her that I would rebuy those overalls every single oh. month. And so there's always, every month there's an Amazon package waiting for her that has her name on it. And every month she would uh, open up the exact same pair of overalls until she wore them. And she's That's like, how so long would you do this for? And I said, I would spend $1,000 on that troll. <laughs> so I already had the budget in my head. I have troll budgets in my, I have a troll budget. Wow. Okay. So I'm looking on like the, uh, the Long and McQuaid website and we got like five Facebook pieces. marketplace, bro. Come on. Oh, okay. it's Maury. <laughs> are you buying a kid set or like an adult set? Okay, okay. what do we got? Uh, what no, do we got? this is what like $895, Perfect. $949. There's one here for like $700. Perfect, because I wrote this down. This was this is what my budget was. Oh, my God. Yeah. You, right? <laughs> you know how many drum sets we could get on Facebook Marketplace for that budget? Maury, your condo is going to look like a drum school. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, Matthew's going to hate us. Uh, okay, what was the question? The question was uh, skills that you don't have. Uh, Deepa, do you have anything that you wish you did that you cannot do? Um, I would like to get into cars a bit more, so maybe learning how to work on my really old Honda Civic. Maybe like changing tires would be a good place to start, but I just I'm just lazy and I don't really 
care to. You don't know how to change a tire? I don't know how to change. How a did tire, nobody no. teach you how to change a tire? I don't know. I know no one ever was interested. Mocha in will do it for you. He did that. mine. I could teach you how to change a really? tire. Okay. Yeah, it's I feel super like easy. It's but it just looks intense, right? Like. Got to get on the ground, jack up the car, put a lot of, like, arm work in there. And I'm like, oh, God, like, I'll just pay somebody to do this. Oh, Deepa. I know, I know. That is a life skill that literally every driver should know. Yes. I don't know. I'm with Deepa. You still don't know after being stranded and crying? (laughs) Deepa, you know Maury called me? Yeah. Crying one time after after he left here because he got a flat tire and he was at a gas station. He didn't know what to do. So he called you? You were the first person? Yes! Yes! Crying. Crying. I felt alone and stranded and cold. I show up alone. I show up to one of the busiest corners. Oh my God. In the city. At a Petro Canada. With more tears in his eyes. I was alone. (laughs) Alone. All right. Next DM, please. This person wrote and said, Hey, Ross and Mocha, how many out of 100 FML callers do you think actually take the advice you give them in comparison to the percentage when you guys hang up the phone and you say to each other, they're not going to do anything? Good question. Mm -hmm. See, FML is such a wide range of topics. Mm -hmm. And I think the conversations of having a tough conversation, Mm -hmm. I think those ones... I would say majority of people, maybe they listen to the advice, not only from us, but we pretty much give the same advice that like their friends would give them after we've asked, hey, what do your friends say? Mm -hmm. Then they would say, well, the exact same thing you guys would say. I still think at the end of that call, that person would not have followed through. You think so, huh? Yeah. But yeah. I don't know. Hard conversations know. are hard to have. Yeah. And that's the the really the, the advice that we give the most is that the thing that they're avoiding is just sitting down as an adult and having an adult conversation mm-hmm. with another adult. Mm-hmm. And those are often tough. Um, but on the flip side, we've done like FML updates with people. And people do. And they've had the yeah. tough conversations, yeah. right? So it's yeah. tough. It's tough to know. Yeah, I think that the... I think that the, the the conversations that we have when people call in to fix my life is so often they need somebody to just say, do it, and that it's not your fault and that there's nothing wrong with you. When we talk to somebody who just got ghosted or just got dumped, people want closure, and as soon as you tell them that closure is really not going to fix what they're feeling, I think that they get it, and I, and I really do. I think yeah. that they move on, and, I, and that's why I think that that segment really does a service. I think that it helps a lot of people. Time for one more DM, please, Okay. Stacy says, hey, guys. I listen to you regularly. You guys are so funny. Some days I have to cover my mouth or make weird faces to cover up my laughing. I've ordered Roz's book. I'm super excited, myself being a little broken as well. Um, I've lost a child. I've been through an extremely abusive relationship, but I'm coming out all on top of it. You guys are amazing. Keep it going. Also love Maury. His laugh makes me laugh harder. I absolutely love you guys. That is the best. Uh, Thank you for that comment. Sending you a ton of love. And you will uh, definitely enjoy Roz's book, A Little Bit Broken, which is out right now. Thank you all for your DMs. We do this every day. Keep them coming in. And, uh, hey, we'll be back with it again tomorrow. Roz and Lopez DM. Deep Dive. Things get weird in three, two, one. Uh, DM Deep Dive time. This is where we sit around and answer all the questions and curiousness of uh, all you guys and what you have. Uh, Diva, what do we have in the DMs today? All right. So Jason wrote in and asked, uh, when did you all first feel like an adult? Very good question. Um, 
I have an answer. Uh, go ahead, Deepa. Do you have? Is it hit you yet? I think. <laughs> I'm just curious. No, I'm just curious. Well, you're young. That way. You're um, young. You you could still very much not feel like an adult. Yeah, but like 27 isn't like that young. I I still to an extent feel like a child, but I feel like that's because I lived at home for so long. Yes. Yeah. Like I've it's been what almost two years? No, a year and a half really yeah. of living with my husband. And up until that point, everything was done for me by my parents. I had no responsibility other than doing well in school, finding a job. So my mom would literally do everything for me. She'd clean my room. She'd make what? food. Uh, no, seriously. Yeah. Well, you were at home? Yeah. This is horrible. Like I, At 25? At 25. I had, that's like, <laughs> I hate to say what? this, but yeah, my mom would clean my room. It, I would just refuse to clean it because I didn't see a point. And then I'd get you, back home and she'd, it would be done. I'd be like, oh, thanks, mom. She did my laundry. Okay. So uh-huh. so when did it Okay, so you okay, so you're very much a child <laughs> yes. up until 25. Yeah. So what turned you into an adult? What made you start feeling like a grown-up? Well, it was after we got our own house yeah. and everything hit all at once like, "Oh my god, my mom's not here to do everything for me." And then mortgage payments. Yeah. Like that hits hard. Again, I had no expenses, so experience Like you had never paid rent. No rent. I covered like my phone bill, and that was it. Okay. <laughs> that was it. Like, <laughs> okay, guys, so I pay the gym. Yeah. Uh, okay, okay. So you've never, you've never paid rent, right? No, never. No, never. never. Nothing. Never. You've never had a monthly expense other than a phone bill. No, none of those. And so you had your first monthly expenses at what? Twenty six. At, at uh, we got our house. What we were twenty five. Twenty five. Yeah. Okay. Um, Jeez. So it and so who hard. cleans it? Who cleans it now? No, I do. You do. I, I, I think it was just like I needed to snap out of that. Like my mother is a very loving person and, you know, she, she's she been uh, at home mom like her entire life. Yeah. So I think she was just very, very used to that. And I was also accustomed to that attitude. And looking back at it, I was like, this is horrible. <laughs> like how did I make her do all this stuff for me? Uh, Shem, um, do you yeah. have a, a moment where you felt like a grown-up? Um, like a definitive moment? Yeah. Well, two things come to mind. My first this is the first time that my parents and I got into a really, really big fight, Whoa. and 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 they said, "Hey, you think you're big? Move out." Oh. And then all of a sudden, that made me feel like, "Oh, I guess I'm an adult now." Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, but other than that, I would say probably buying my first car. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, and that was I was I was older really because I mean a lot of people now drive at like sixteen or whatever. Yeah. I bought my first car when I was twenty three. Okay, I'm damn it! Wow, now. damn it, Maury. I mean, I would say like mortgage and stuff like that, but mm. this happened recently where I really felt like an adult for the first time. And what? It's when, You're like almost fifty. <laughs> I know, but but when I sat down uh, to do my will with Matthew, that's oh. when I really felt like an adult. Because Hold it on. said on the top of it, last will and testament oh, okay. of Maury Sherman. Oh. Okay. Um, do I have a moment? I mean, I, you know, uh, yeah, when my dad died, to be yeah. honest with you, that's sort of when I realized that I was no longer a kid and I was never going to sort of be that thing ever again. Um, that's a big one. But I would say that in the more sort of frivolous sense, I remember the first time, and I was probably in my early 20s, when I went couch shopping. And somebody oh. was like, hey, you want to hang out this weekend? And I said, no, because I have to go couch shopping. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and I think that that was probably the first time where I ever kind of felt like that, yeah. right? How is that not in your book? First of all, Maury, you didn't read my book. It's in my book. <laughs> no, the couch shopping yes, is not is. in your book. Yes, no, it is. Not. Is. Yes, no, it, it is. is not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Yes, it is. I think Ros would know his book. <laughs> no, I don't think he does. Yes, it, it is. <laughs>
I do not remember couch shopping. Because you didn't read my book. I read it cover to cover. No, you did not. I absolutely did. First of all, you said you you read the book in two hours, which is impossible. (laughs) I blew through. There's no way you read my book. Well, I could tell you couch shopping's not in there. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) (laughs) See, I did. Uh, Do we have time for one more? Yeah, why not? Yeah? Yeah? Okay, one more. One more, one more. Um, uh, Amy wrote in and said, what is your best tips for giving a good interview? I'm going to assume this is like if you're interviewing somebody for like work. Like like a job interview? No, no. I feel like like content for the station. Like, oh, a celebrity interview. I'm gonna but assume but normal people mean. don't do that, do they? Well, I guess I, they I guess they want to know that. I guess they want to know that. Like like how to get like the most out of somebody. I think, I think that's how it, I would interpret this. Um, I would say the easiest thing. That I piece of advice. There's a whole long list of things and tricks and everything else that you can that you can do to to get a good interview. But I would say that the 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 one that will get you the farthest, the earliest, is just match their vibe. Read the room, match the vibe, get the tone right. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that that's the because sometimes you're going to walk in and it's a lively room, man. And if you sit down and you're not matching that vibe, you're going to get an awful interview. Mm-hmm. But also if you walk in and you're like, oh, my God, this is so good. And then the person you're talking to is John Malkovich. Right. You know, you're probably not going to get the best out of John Malkovich. Right. Maybe yeah. you will. Maybe you will. I don't know. But I would say just read the room. Read mm-hmm. the room is the the sort of first first tip to a good interview. Maury. Well, you once said, I don't know if this was in your book or not, but I heard you say this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Something to the effect of don't ask people how they feel about something. No, that's not what I said at all, Maury. But you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I do. You didn't <laughs> yeah. read my damn book, more. Whatever it is you said, <laughs> I took that to heart. What I said was I never ask somebody what they think about something. I always ask them how they feel about something. Yeah, that. Because it triggers a different part of the brain and you always get a better answer, right? Meaning, you know, instead of saying, oh, my God, you just like, you know, what, what do you think of this, right? I'll always say, how do you feel about this? Because I get tend to get better answers when I ask somebody how they feel about something. Yeah, I took that to heart. Oh, my God. <laughs> what a disaster you are. What a disaster. Yay. So that's it, eh? That's it. We're all done? Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Deepa. Uh, you were wonderful today. <laughs> Uh, if you want to send through a DM, uh, if you want to send through a DM, they can just go to anywhere, any of us, any platform, anywhere. They all get filtered down to Deepa, and that is uh, what we do every single day on the DM Deep Dive. Roz and Mocha's DM Deep Dive. Here we go, DM Deep Dive time. Hello, Deepa. Hello. What do we got, Deepa? Okay, Roz, Aaron has a question for you. Uh-oh. Uh, he said, Roz mentioned that he makes a lot of tacos at home. So do you use authentic ingredients or just simply the box? And do you also use corn wraps? I Yes, I use corn tortillas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess. But I found that, so the best ones, you're not going to buy them at the, at the grocery store. Like, it's... If you go to a neighborhood that has like a no frills, mm-hmm. right, in a, in a big city like this one, that's where you can get like a lot of the sort of more authentic ethnic, ethnic leaning foods, mm. right, from companies that you will never see in any of the sort of other big grocery stores. That's where I buy my tortillas. Uh, I use white corn, and these mm. ones are so soft, they taste like flour. They yeah. break apart like flour tortillas. Because my problem with corn when you buy them in the store is oftentimes they're hard and they break apart and everything else. Sure. Um, I don't use package for seasoning. Mm-hmm. I make it myself yeah. every single time. I uh, every single time I do fresh it. batch all the time, or do you have fresh a batch, batch all the time? Ooh. Fresh batch all and the you time. Keep on the side because nope. you fresh, know you're gonna make fresh again. batch all the oh, time. Okay. Yeah, it's just uh, the one thing that I do order frequently though is Mexican oregano because oh. that tastes different than regular yeah. oregano. So I always have Mexican oregano in the house. 
Uh, and then I just build it from there, just like garlic and um, if I'm, you know, garlic, onion, cumin, Mexican oregano, uh, salt, pepper, um, any sort of like chili or cayenne that you want to use. And then stock if you're doing a beef one and then reduce the stock down. And it just it acts just like the stuff in the package. Right? I don't know, guys. It sounds like trash. I think you need to make a, a mm-hmm. bunch and bring it in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Is that a deal? Yeah. yeah. And, then, and, then, and, then, and then Sinaloa chicken is my favorite chicken to put in tacos. That Liar. is that's a, that's a marinade. <laughs> <laughs> that is like arbol peppers and uh, apple cider vinegar mm. and lime and tons of Mexican oh. oregano. And then you put all that in a bag and you just let it soak and then you fire it on the grill and <laughs> spicy, <Disgusting>. delicious. <laughs> You should bring some in tomorrow. <laughs> uh, but yes, I do everything from scratch with tacos. Oh, Next DM, so please, good. Deepa. Okay, uh, Savita wrote in and said, Hey, just wanted to shout out Roz and Mocha, Mori, Shem, and of course the lovely Deepa. I need to ask, why are y'all always giving Deepa a hard time? Being a West Indian female, I can totally relate to having strict parents and having far more unreasonable restrictions than that of a West Indian male. It ain't her fault. Glad to see times are changing, though, and I absolutely love you guys. Uh, times are not changing. <laughs> yeah. Deepa, you're 27 years old, and two years ago, you were still living under your parents' roof with the strictest... Strictest rules. Okay, I mean, in place. <laughs> Times are not changing okay, for the next. Generation, and any brown, sure. any brown girl listening right now who is still at home is also screaming at their radio, saying, "Times have not changed." <laughs> but also, as far as far as like ripping on you, like I have no problem with with that. Like, believe me, I would love it if my kid lived with me forever, mm-hmm. right? I have no problem with that. But didn't you just say this week that even though you were 25 and living at home, nothing yeah. wrong with that? You didn't even clean your room no, at 25. I did, I did nothing. Your mother did. You did nothing. <laughs> I did absolutely nothing at home. I okay. was just there. There. Right. I was there. Right. Are you just as messy? at home now with your husband in the home that you live in Mm. compared to two years ago when you were still at your parents' place? No, I think it's because it's like my own space, like our own space. Yeah. We take it a lot more seriously than when we were living at home. And it's nice to say, like, we took everything for granted, or at least me, I'll speak for myself. It's just Mm -hmm. like, oh, like... You know, was Thalal a messy guy when he was living with uh, his folks? I think like mid-level messy, yeah. Okay, would his mom clean up after him, like no. clean his room and stuff? See, this is the thing. This is where we differed. He was like always on the ball with everything. He did his own laundry at home, and I was like, "You did your own laundry? Like <laughs> what? This is crazy to me." Uh, would oh, like you thinking, are you gonna do my laundry? <laughs> We share the responsibility now, okay. which I think is fair. Um, but yeah, he was a lot better than me when it came to all of this. But yes, my parents were strict. And I guess for me, my retaliation was like, oh, yeah, you want to be strict? Well, I'll do nothing. Well, I <laughs> yes. <laughs> I guess. Guess what? Yeah. I'm just going to stay home all day and all night. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like some people rebel by getting a tattoo. Yeah. Some people rebel by dating like an older guy. Yeah. Deepa's like, see that shirt? Not touching it. <laughs> And they're like, our daughter's a rebel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One more DM, please, Deepa. Okay. Um, Mel wrote in asking about Flickamania. Uh, Mel wanted to yes. know who had the pleasure of going to La Senza and Victoria's Secret and what happened to those panties after the competition? Are they being kept for next year's competition? Interesting question. It was Dammit Maury that had to go and source all the panties. <laughs> uh, Flickamania, by the way, is when Mocha and I tried to see who could flick a panty the farthest, mm-hmm. right? 
the the panties are actually still here in the they room beside are? me. They're in a bot. They're in a bag. <laughs> I have get the bag. Get the bag. Yeah, I have Show a big, Yeah, I have a giant bag of panties right here. Why do you still have them <laughs> like that? beside your? Uh, we need to keep it for Flickamania too. Yeah, the only next year. The, <laughs> the only appropriate answer for somebody who says, "Why do you have a giant bag of panties at work?" Yeah. is just in case. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, guys! I have to tell okay. you real quick. Oh so you know how after like the day after Flickamania. Yeah. See here, so Deepa, look. They're all still here. The WWE oh had sent oh like little replica belts, <laughs> right? Yeah. Championship belts. Because yeah. I was like, yo, I need a belt. Yeah. So WWE sent them, right? Yeah. And then also sent an extra one for me to bring home to my five-year-old to oh. cruise. So I get home and I showed it to him, and then he was like, "What'd you get these for?" So having to try to five year old, I know. No, I just said we were doing a competition, and Daddy won, and he was like, "Well, who did you play against?" I was like, yeah. oh, "I played against Roz." He was like, "But what was it that you had to do?" Yeah. And I was like, "Oh, we just had to throw something really, really far," and I threw it the furthest, and I got the. <laughs> Yeah. What if he wants to try and beat you at whatever you threw? Yeah, yeah, Bro, I'm exactly. the champ. You can't come yeah. test me. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for all of the DMs. Keep coming in. Talk about him every day. Thanks for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Catch the guys live. Weekday mornings from 6 to 10. On KISS 92.5. KISS 92.5.com. Or download the KISS 92.5 app.